Welcome to The Writer's Edge, a podcast exploring writing across the disciplines from the arts to the sciences and everything in between. We're coming to you from Shark Tank Number 2 in the NSU Writing and Communication Center on the fourth floor of the Alvin Sherman Library in Davie, Florida. I'm Michael Lynn. I'm one of the hosts of The Writer's Edge, and today we're talking to the NSU students involved in the theater program here at NSU. This semester, they've already performed multiple theater productions, and just last week, they completed a project known as The Mayfly. We usually talk to people on this podcast who are engaged with some form of communication, writing and speaking, but also things like design as well, and theater certainly draws on all of these skills. Welcome, Mia, Julia, Darby, and Kaylee. First of all, thank you all for coming. Thank you for having us. This is very exciting. I'm also very excited. (laughs) That is good. First, can you each tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and your main interests are in the theater or the arts? Are you more of a writer, an actor, or designer? Or perhaps a tech person? Hi, my name is Julia. I'm a senior communication major with a concentration in strategic communication, and I have minors in theater, business, and honors in transdisciplinary studies. I would definitely consider myself more of an actor than anything else as it relates to theater. That's what I've done the most. But there were a couple shows that I did where I helped out backstage with tech-related things. So I dabble a little bit in tech as well. Hi, I'm Darby. I am an exceptional student education major with minors in theater, history, and humanities. Within the theater world, I fall more on the designer slash like tech kind of side with my main focus being in directing primarily in theater. I want to eventually teach high school theater. Hi, my name is Kaylee Sturgeon. I am a senior theater major with minors in graphic design, marketing, and strategic communication. My main passion in theater has always been performing and that's mainly what I do here at NSU. Um, But I'm also interested in the business side of theater alongside of marketing, social media, and that kind of thing. I'm Mia. I am an environmental studies major with minors in theater and marine biology. I'm primarily a technician. When I was a kid, I did a lot more on stage stuff as it tends to go. Uh, And in college, I have primarily stage managed. I've stage managed almost everything we've done here since my sophomore year. I also do some improv things. I work in the shop. I'm kind of all over the place. That's so cool to get like a, a good variety of people that all took interest in all these these big projects that have been going on throughout the year. So last weekend was the Mayfly, which happens annually. For those that don't know, what is the Mayfly? So the Mayfly is an annual 24-hour student-run event. Students write short plays, students act in them, students direct them, and then we put it all on at the end of 24 hours. We start on a Friday night and on a Saturday night. It's run by Stage 2 Productions, which is the student production company here at NSU. This year, it was primarily spearheaded by myself, Mia, and Kaylee. And then year to year, the main thing that changes, the big thing this year was we were on Zoom. Usually, it's an an in-person production. And um, kind of the style of the short pieces change from year to year. We choose a different umbrella. So like one year was holiday songs. Everyone wrote something loosely based off of a holiday song or ideal holiday song. 
I enjoyed Have Yourself a Merry Little Mayfly, I think was the name of it. Yeah, that was that was last year's theme. Um, this year everyone pulled a different genre of piece and then wrote something connected to that genre. We like to give them some like inspiration so that each one is different. This was the fourth year that it has been done. So it started our freshman year. So it's kind of a, been a cool full circle moment for the four of us. Every year we've changed something small about it to give the writers some inspiration and have a little bit of like a theme. And so last year we were just throwing out ideas. And I think I jokingly said, let's do have yourself a merry little mayfly. And it just kind of stuck. Um, and so this year, you know, we were building on how can we make it different? So you had mentioned that, if I recall correctly, this is put on by Stage 2 Productions. Yes. What is Stage 2 Productions? So Stage 2 Production Company is a student-run and led theater production company within the theater program here at NSU. Essentially, our main focus is producing student-oriented work, um, in addition to the main stage things we put on as a theater department every year. So everything we do in stage two has been conceptualized by students, designed, performed, rehearsed, and it's a really great way to expand our horizons as theater artists, both personally and professionally. Yeah, honestly, Stage 2 is one of my favorite things about the department here. Anyone can be involved with it. You know, we have majors, we have minors, we have people from every different area of campus that all kind of come together to produce these really cool things. So Mayfly is a Stage 2 production. Um, another annual one that we do is Improv Jam, which is one of my favorite events of the entire year. And then we've started branching out a little bit in the last couple of years as stage two has expanded and gotten bigger and sort of the umbrella of what we do and what we can do has started to expand. We've started doing some staged readings and different things. We're doing hopefully a whole student run, like full staged production uh, later this year, which we're really excited for. We started a YouTube channel. You guys should check that out. Oh, what is it? It's called stage two productions and it's just a place for us all to sort of produce like joint content as much as we can make content you know in this world of everything is virtual we can't be doing as much on stage as we want to be doing so we thought it was kind of a cool way to like expand and learn new skills i'm messing around with like video editing stuff now which is not something i ever thought that i would do and i, I like it you know so it's learning new skills and being able to work on something as students and I don't know. It's it's fun. Yeah, but you guys should definitely check out our YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. No, but that is good to know. I also did not know that there was a Stage 2 Productions channel. I did know there was a This Is Improv, but that's something different, if I recall correctly. Yeah, um, This Is Improv is actually a company that was started by two NSU alumni, uh, the Zadaks, who are fantastic. They actually work with us on a lot of Stage 2 Productions. And funnily enough, Alexandra Zadak was one of the two people who started the Mayfly four years back, her senior year. Her and Amanda Holtzman were the two people who started that. And they both still, you know, work with us. And we've definitely gone to them to ask questions like, hey, how do we do this? What do you think we should do? As we've taken their vision and run with it and expanded on it. It's really cool to have people like that who are still involved with the community who we can look up to. And this is improv is they've helped us with improv jam and stuff as well. Yeah, you should check them out too. Another shameless plug. <laughs> Excellent stuff. I did want to ask this, though. What is the main objective of the Mayfly itself? 
I think it's essentially just compiling writers, directors, and actors and technicians and just trying to create art in a very short amount of time. So Darby explained it perfectly earlier, I think, but essentially it's just the writers come in and they have 12 hours to write about a 10 minute script. And there's kind of depends on the year, depending on how many people decide to participate, but it's usually between four and six maybe pieces and they're each about 10 minutes each. So the writers have 12 hours. Um, there's usually mentors that come and kind of guide the writers, give them suggestions on their writing, um, offer advice. And then at 7.30, the writers leave and the directors and actors come in. And for the next 12 hours on the Saturday, they all work together and rehearse and memorize their lines until they open that night. So I think it's just to define it in a very easy way. I would just say it's a cool way to make art, a cool way to involve people that might not have ever done a college production before. They kind of might want to just get their foot in the door, try it out, see if they like it. So it's just a cool way to, to make art and meet new people, I would say. Yeah, and building off that, you know, it's, it's also a little bit of a challenge, which is fun. For sure. I think with what Julia said, part of like the objective of Mayfly, especially for when we have students who don't participate in other events of the year, is to give people a taste of what being part of a production from conception to finish is like. Because you're part of something that did not exist at the beginning of that 24 hours. So like it gives students a chance to really be a part of the entire process. And how has this year's Mayfly been different from those in years past? I would say for me, I I was a writer this year and I have never written anything before like that. I've only written papers for school. So I did it. I decided to be a writer because it scared me. Um, I knew it was something that was going to really challenge me and push me out of my comfort zone. And I had also always wanted to do it. I think the past couple years, I'd really wanted to be a writer, but I was just afraid to try. So that was really cool. I had a wonderful experience with it. And there was a lot of resources for me, especially as like a first time writer to kind of figure out the process and stuff. But I would definitely I would definitely say this was my favorite year. I thought the genres were really fun because I thought it gave the writers a lot of flexibility. And I also always like how we all meet together. Each group splits apart and meets together to discuss ideas and get to know one another. So I always think that's a positive way to begin the process. I mean, something that this year that was different, obviously, was that it was virtual. I mean, we we had never done that before. It had always been an in-person event, and it was kind of a huge undertaking. Me and, me and Dan Geldman, our faculty advisor for stage two and theater professor to the stars, spent so many hours in his office just talking about the best ways that we could run this. I helped him. I was stage manager for the Maltese Falcon that we did way, way back in the beginning of October. <laughs> Feels like a million years ago. Um, so I had helped him run that Zoom show and then building off of that, what can we change to make it work better? How will we have to adapt that for Mayfly, which is, you know, small groups all doing different things. So we ended up having, we had, we had three different Zooms at the end of the day. We had a, uh, a main Zoom that started at 7.30 on Friday night, and each group had their own breakout room. 
Um, so throughout the day, they were all rehearsing in their breakout rooms. We had a tech Zoom that everyone went to to run through their piece and like their, their, to run their tech. And then we had the webinar, which is what we actually used with an audience. And that, so that was definitely crazy um, from like an organizational standpoint. And personally, I would say this year was different because I'd never directed before. Well, I have directed before. I had never directed for Mayfly. I had always acted in it. I got to talk with Julia, who was actually my writer, and she was incredible, wrote us an amazing, super fun piece. But looking at that and then translating it to my actors who I had and as it changed throughout the day and evolved. And I don't know, directing is really fun in that way because you can have an idea for something when you read it and then you hear it and you're like, oh, what if we did this? And like the little moments that you find and stuff. That was something that I don't have a whole lot of experience with. So it was really, really cool to be on that side of the process. From an actor standpoint, theater in general is just, it's gone pretty much all virtual right now because the pandemic is still going strong. So having the Mayfly be over Zoom, it's it's a different experience. Obviously, there's nothing like live theater, but acting through Zoom is a little bit different. It's It's not quite acting for the camera. It is in a way, but because we're trying to simulate almost that live theatrical experience, it was a little bit different. We we had a couple mentors come in for directors and they gave us some really good advice. I'm not sure if it was Margaret or Gail, but when they came in to talk to our group about the piece we were doing, they basically said, with acting through Zoom, since, since everything's kind of going this way right now, you still want to be big, make big choices have movement um, because as actors, it, when you're behind the camera for Zoom, it's really easy to just kind of sit there and think that your facial expressions are enough, which might be the case sometimes for acting for TV or film, but we're trying to create a live theatrical experience. And I think some of that advice was really great to get from them. Yeah, for sure. For those that have written this year, how do you get into the writing process? That's a great question. I think having a theme each year is very helpful because it kind of gives the writer a, a place to go. A, it gives them the opportunity to start thinking about ideas. Um, and like I also mentioned, meeting with your director and your actors for, I think we meet for about a half hour just to kind of talk it out. People can throw ideas around. Um, this is what I, if you can incorporate it, this would be a cool thing to include. That certainly gave me some ideas to go off of. It's definitely hard because especially since it was my first time. I didn't really know how to begin, but you have to think about it. Some great advice I got from one of the mentors was to think of the story elements. You know, you have an exposition, you have a rising action, you have a resolution. You have to include all of those elements to your script, but you have to think of it in a very shortened way since it is only 10 minutes. So I personally, I think it was around 11.30 at night, I started getting writer's block. And I luckily had a mentor right during that time who kind of helped me out of that. And I just started writing. But I think having the mentors there for sure was a big part in how I was, I think I was able to do it was each of them offered very different suggestions that helped me carve out my thoughts and ultimately be able to write it. And how does the time constraint of writing, especially at the late hours of the night, also affect your writing process? It definitely adds a lot of stress. Um, 
I found myself getting a little panicked with it. And then I was like, you know, you can't start worrying because if you spend this time getting worried about not finishing, you're not going to finish. So I just, I just tried my best to maintain a positive mindset with it. You know, you, you've got it. You're going to get through it. The words are going to come. It's all going to be good. You just have to focus. I thought for sure that the hours were going to get to me. Um, luckily, I was very, I think the adrenaline kicks in. So you don't really realize that it's four in the morning. You're just writing at that point, trying to get it done. Yeah. I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Julia killed it. I know I already said this, but um, I I (laughs) felt so so lucky. So the way that we do the selection of the groups for Mayfly, it's always like a bigger ordeal. You know, it's like such a big deal. Everybody meets and usually it's in person. So it's everybody who's going to be involved with Mayfly sitting in the room. It's like one of my favorite things. And this year we did it on Zoom. The writers were in the black box. Everyone was, you know, distanced and masked and stuff, but they were all together so they could work with each other throughout the night. And because in the past years, they have found that really beneficial is to have the other writers around to bounce ideas off of or just even to like feed off the energy of other people in the room. And so me, Kaylee and Darby also went to the black box to like kick off the event. So we zoomed in from the black box. And this year, the way we did selection was with a dice because we are all D&D nerds. So we all brought our dice sets and let everybody roll for things. We even made a genre dice. We, I made a big D10 and I wrote all the genres on it so they could roll for those too. But the writers rolled for their directors, they rolled for actors, and they rolled for genres to create their groups. And uh, Julia rolled and she got me as her director and I was so excited <laughs> to be able to work with her. You know, the, the, we've all been friends since freshman year, so it was kind of a really cool way to like get to work creatively, collaboratively in a group in this project we've been doing for four years. I was so, so excited and reading her script. So the directors meet with the writers before the actors come in. So I met with Julia at like 630 in the morning and then the actors all came at seven and like reading that script, I was so excited. Like I could see it in my head immediately. She did such a fantastic job. And I know the actors had a really, really good time doing it as well. Does your work from the minute that the script is conceived to the actual production itself, does it always translate successfully? Oh, man. Well, I think I think Kaylee's got a story she could probably tell from freshman year about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, uh, freshman year was, wow, that was four years ago. (laughs) That was the first year we did the Mayfly. Uh, We have since implemented quite a few rules because of things that happened during that year. Uh, One of them being everyone must sleep because that year quite a few people, actors, organizers, a whole bunch of people didn't sleep through the night and it caused a few issues the next day. I know personally I was in a group uh, with another person who had stayed up all night before and was exhausted the next day and didn't really memorize his lines, which was a little bit stressful for me at 18 years old, having to kind of come up on the spot with things to cover him. And <laughs> so yeah, since since then we have implemented the everyone must sleep rule, especially writers after they've stayed up all throughout the night, tell them right at 7, 7.30 a.m. they go home and they sleep for a couple hours and then they can come watch the show later that night. That's a good rule. (laughs) (laughs) I think because not everything's going to translate 100%, every year there's pieces where we have 
good or bad ways that what the writer wrote just didn't translate through directors through the actors and then the writers come at 7 30 and they're surprised by what came on but I think part of Mayfine is kind of that that deal you're making of as a writer of saying okay I wrote something I know what I intended I gave my recommendations for what I intended but now it's out of my hands now it's up to the people that are doing the, the director and the writers to be able to like this might sound like cheesy to like honor the work that I wrote so that's, I think, kind of part of the contract you're, cite, you're citing, especially with something like Mayfly, is that you're okay with what's going to be on the stage. Yeah, for sure. My next question was going to be, what are some challenges that you find during the Mayfly in general? It's physically exhausting and tiring, no matter what role you're in. Every single person leaves and passes out that night because you're like, on and doing things for the writers from 7.30 that night till 6, 7.30 a.m. the next morning. Then for directors and actors, you're on and moving. And this year there's less movement because we were on Zoom. But you're on and moving and learning lines and memorizing and doing all these things from like 6.30 in the morning to 7.30 at night. There's a couple of breaks in between, but you're still spending the bulk of the day doing something that is requiring your whole energy. Yeah, and this year we introduced Zoom fatigue into the into the mix. So sitting in front <laughs> of a Zoom fatigue. Zoom fatigue, sitting in front of a Zoom for for that long a period of time, and you're sitting on the computer for for twelve hours. It can be really challenging. You know, something we we all sit in front of screens all day long. I mean, even even before the pandemic, I feel like I was sitting in front of a screen all day long, but I had no idea what was to come. I mean, I absolutely agree with Darby. It is one of the most exhausting things that, that we do. I mean, it's so fun. There's kind of, there, there is a definite like camaraderie that comes from doing something like that and being exhausted together and pushing through. But I think usually you have that energy of being with other people. It's a collaborative space. So, you know, again, there is like that camaraderie can help you get through the day. Uh, and a lot of coffee can help you get through the day. <laughs> um, but I think... Uh, having it be on Zoom was really challenging because you just didn't have the same like energy build. And that's something that I've noticed with Zoom theater is doing the live theater and the way that we've been doing it is an emulation of live theater. But one of the things that we're missing is the energy, I think. You know, it all has to come from you. So it's a lot more straining and taxing. You're just pushing through and you're on your own in a way. Um, because it's harder to, to bounce ideas off people and being, you don't have that physical energy either being up on your feet. You don't necessarily have the energy that comes from the audience when you're doing it. So, you know, they're, you're doing a performance. You've been up for such a long time. You barely have your lines memorized because you just got this scene seven hours ago and you get in front of an audience and that energy of being in front of the audience, you know, pushes you through to give the best performance you can. And I feel like it has to come so much more from you when it's on Zoom. Yeah, it's it's definitely hard because when you're in when you're doing live theater in a space, you can feel the energy from the audience. You can hear them laughing. You can hear all of their reactions. And when you're on Zoom, you just you can't hear any of that. You you don't know if your jokes are landing. You don't know if the material is connecting with the audience. And so it is really straining to have to like pull so much energy from yourself to create this performance for the audience when you don't even know if they're <laughs> enjoying it or not. 
And what would you say the environment is like working with others in this process? I think we're all still figuring it out. <laughs> I think we're all still figuring out how to, how to do this. I think theater in general is so collaborative. It's such, I mean, May Mayfly is a, really a testament to that, the collaborative nature of theater. And it's one of my favorite things about it. And we're, we're all still figuring out this new world. It's, it's literally brand new. I think everyone's really trying their hardest, especially with Zoom, because I think so many of us are like craving being able to get back to live theater in any form. Like when we reached out to mentors this year to ask them to come, they were like, yeah, like we could, we can do something with live theater again. Like, of course we'll be there. Like we're super excited. I think it's everybody really just trying to help each other out and do their best to kind of break something out for ourselves to be able to do this thing that we all really love. Like it's hard because while a lot of classes don't translate well to Zoom, no matter what major you're in, it's a little bit easier to translate like a lecture to Zoom than it is to do some of the stuff that we're supposed to be getting out of our degree program because it's just not the same online. So I think it's really an energy of everybody doing everything they can to be able to get some semblance of something close to normal back, um, which I think is really beautiful in a lot of ways. And I love seeing everybody like come together in that way and really try to help each other to make something in a time when it can be really hard to do that. Everyone in this department is so hardworking and they all love what they're doing. So I think even though we're over Zoom, that does come through when we're conceptualizing projects and pushing it through. There is still that element of, yeah, this isn't exactly what we want to be doing, but everyone is still so excited to be doing anything and to be working together. I think especially, you know, near the beginning, closer to the beginning of the year, most of us had not even really seen each other. Like, you just, you miss everybody and you miss, and that's the same as every year, but I know I was away from everybody for what ended up being close to seven months and it was crazy. So coming back and like doing things, even the projects on Zoom felt like a lifeline. Being able to work again with like hardworking people who love what they're doing, who are passionate about it, like really made me feel like I had some semblance of normalcy, something we're all searching for right now. And, you know, bringing it back to Mayfly, I think doing this project that we've done all four years, even though we had to adapt it and change it around, being able to still kind of have the same concept of this 24-hour theater project is something that was really, really comforting to me because I was like, everything in the world is topsy-turvy right now. Everything is absolutely insane, but I get to do this thing that I've been doing since I was a freshman and it feels normal. Yeah, absolutely. I um. I'm with you there. I am equally lost and I very much miss interacting with everybody, but I'm still figuring it out myself and taking it one step at a time. With that being said, who are some of your favorite groups to work with in the creative process? I mean, the people on this podcast, I don't know if that's what you're talking about. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Is it bad if we say each other? Yeah, right? each other. <laughs> me, Kaylee, and Darby are roommates. And me, Julia, and Kaylee have been very, very good friends since freshman year. So honestly, like, this this is a pretty good group of people we got right here. <laughs> Stage two is amazing. I love working with This Is Improv, who we talked about earlier. I find that it's, it's easy to work with the other people, even if you don't know them very well, because we all have very similar energy to us. Um, but yeah, I mean, my favorite group of people to work with, honest to God, are the people in this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, we've all worked together on so many things at this point. Like me and Mia used to joke for a while that we were going to apply to grad school as a team. They had to take us as a directing student and a stage manager because we had done that together so many times. We all worked on pitching our big like student run proposal for the um, student run main stage we're doing later this year. We all worked on that together definitely yeah what Mia said it's like the people on this podcast are people we've worked with over and over again for four years now sometimes you meet people and you just like you click with them and you work so well with them that you just continue to do it it's it's easy for us to do projects and I mean okay it's not easy it's it's definitely a challenge every time we conceptualize a project it's hard but it's easier to work with this particular group of people than other people because we all know our roles we all know what we do we all just sort of fit together and get things done (laughs) do you guys ever produce original ideas like this even outside of the scope of PVA and stage two productions? I think I'm, I think we're starting to look, we're all seniors. So looking forward to the future of having our own things. I started a YouTube channel over break or break, I guess, over quarantine and summer and not being on campus, which I guess in a way was a break from something for sure. Don't (laughs) go to it yet. It's not good yet. Wait like, wait like a couple months and then look uh, for my YouTube channel. Uh, it's just Mia and a Hazy. But yeah, just sort of like keep that in your brain, but don't go there yet. I'm still figuring it out. Um, <laughs> just like learning how to make different forms of content. Um, I know I mentioned earlier messing around with video editing stuff. I was never like that kind of person. I just didn't, I, it, it didn't necessarily not interest me. I always thought it was really, really cool. But I was always such a live theater person that it never really occurred to me to look into that other side of things until we couldn't do live theater anymore. And I was suddenly without a creative outlet. I need a creative outlet. I'm not good at visual art. And I was like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) So I just started like messing around and making little clips and videos and putting things together. And every time I do it, I get better and I learn and I figure out new features and things that I can do. And as I come up with more features, I think back to the videos that I've made and like, oh my God, like I could add to that. Uh, and you know, like, no, just leave it alone. Like, okay, you're growing and you're, you're learning new things. You know, we're all graduating soon. So I guess that's going to have to change. Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's terrifying. It is. <laughs> Thank you for running me. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, I think that I think this this changing tide of theater is in a couple of ways here to stay, you know, as far as live streaming things, touching on the accessibility of it, which more people can come see things. It's it's easier to to see things. So incorporating that, but I think also like in, in learning these new technical skills, even just for, to bring people from all over the world into readings is really cool. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to try and consider that route because, I mean, I'm from New Jersey, so um, my my parents had never gotten to see the Mayfly, and it was really cool this year that they were able to, to watch. That's so nice. Yeah, it's been cool to be able to have, like, all of my family members come to things because I live far from here. I don't live in Florida, so it's been cool to be able to be like, hey, like, not a big deal. You can just, like, log in on Zoom and come support me. Yeah, and, and like, audition-wise, I think virtual auditions are like the thing of the future now. I think most auditions are going to be self-tapes at this point going forward in professional theater at least, which is cool and scary in a lot of ways. (laughs) Um, 
but like cool that you can kind of audition for anything wherever you are. Slightly less intimidating in some ways. True, true. It's also, it's a new skill. No, it's a, it's a new skill to learn because learning how to do your own self-tape is, it's a whole thing. Like it's not, you don't, you don't just set up a camera and, you know, do your monologue. You have to clear the space and make sure th- uh, the sound is okay. Yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. For sure. What other projects or uh, productions are coming up in the near future? Well... This year, I took it upon myself to create our social media channels for Stage 2. So we're in the process of producing a lot more content for, say, IGTV, uh, Instagram Reels, our YouTube channel. And in addition, we're also always bouncing ideas off of each other to come up with more events that we can do. Uh, Now that things are virtual, we're trying to come up with a number of ways to keep stage two relevant, keep all of our members engaged, and keep the community engaged with us and our projects. Right now, we're in the process of doing a musical theater showcase called Moving Forward, which essentially will focus on themes of hope, light, love, and moving forward and taking the next steps in this kind of ever-changing world that we're living in right now. Because everything's so virtual, things can kind of seem hopeless, specifically within the arts, which rely on, you know, having that live presence and those audiences. So we're trying to do something musical that brings that kind of hope to people. And then looking a little bit in the long term, in next semester, there's looking to be at least three productions. I think the first will be Improv Jam which is in January, we're doing, it's we're, it's like Improv Jam from home in a similar vein to like SNL from home, but we still have um, comedy pieces and things of the sort. We're trying to figure out more stuff for Improv Jam. I'm taking the lead on that project. I actually ran Improv Jam last year as well. It is one of my favorite things about theater. I love improv so much and I, because I love making people laugh. It's always been one of my favorite things. We also will have in February some sort of musical event and then our last like big official thing is we're doing a production of The Wolves by Sarah Delap in April. That'll be totally student run. I'm actually directing it. Mia is our artistic director. Kaylee's working with marketing. Julia's working with costumes. That will be in April, but we're going to hold auditions in February. It's an all-female play. It's really awesome and amazing. It was the first play off-Broadway to have a female director, female writer, and a female cast. So we're all super excited and been working on this project for like going on two years now um so we'll be holding auditions for that in february with the show coming on in april that's very exciting how can students who are not theater majors get involved we're always posting on our socials now with upcoming events at stage two nsu on instagram facebook and we have our meetings bi-weekly thursdays from 12 15 to 1 15. you can always reach out to any of us who are on this podcast right now or dan geldman who is a professor here and also our faculty advisor for stage two and we are more than willing to give you any and all information that you need in order to get involved I really wish I could get into another production in the near future. That would be fun. We invite alumni. Yeah, alumni have been in Stage 2 productions in the past. Also, you still go to school here, Mike. You are welcome to come to Stage (laughs) 2 meetings. That is fair, and I did not know that. If there are graduate students listening to this, graduate students are invited. 
to be a part of what we do with stage two. Yeah, we've had graduate students participate in Mayfly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That I didn't know. If we do a second Mayfly this year, Mike, we'll let you know. Please. Yeah, big, big secret that we just casually dropped there. There might be uh, maybe a secret second Mayfly coming. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to drop a secret if very casually <laughs> mid-conversation. Is if you use the word if... <laughs> If, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe, hypothetically. <laughs> potentially. <laughs> um, any last thoughts, in general, about the creative process, about maybe Mayfly itself, or future productions? Yeah. You know, first of all, thank you for having us on this podcast. We all also love Mike very much. Uh, we've worked with him in the past as well. We've done some fun stage two productions. So it's it's really cool to be able to talk about this with someone that we, we know and have worked with as well. I think my biggest thing is that even though everything is like rough right now and we don't know what everything is going to look like in the future, it's important to keep collaborating and keep creating. So I'm really, I'm really happy to have the opportunities that I have right now to be able to be doing things, even though it's not exactly what we want to be doing, working with people who I enjoy working with and continuing to be able to create and do theater in any capacity is really, really special to me. And I'm so, I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. Kind of going off of what Mia said, it's, it's obviously a very difficult time right now. And more than anything, we all want to be back on the stage, back in the theater. But I've personally found it really remarkable how people have adjusted through this time and have said, you know what, you can't do anything to us. We're, we're artists and we're going to figure it out. We're still going to make art. We're still going to perform. We're going to make it happen. I think that everyone needs to have storytelling. It's, it's something that everyone needs in their lives. And we're not going to stop making stories and sharing them with the world. So I've personally just felt very inspired by what's around me and all the people and I guess just the creative minds working together to still make things during this time. It's the show must go on mentality. Yes. We've all got it. <laughs> yes. I think theater people and artists in general are nothing but adaptable, at least. I mean, with everything that is going on, theater around the world, even Broadway, things are are still going. Things are moving in this new direction. We're trying to to figure out new ways to get theater out there, to keep practicing our art and it's it's really great to still be able to do that support the arts yes yes yeah. final thought big final thought support the arts <laughs> <laughs> oh no big final thought wear your mask so we can do live theater again i like that one yeah please that's a good one support the arts and wear your mask <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything to take away from that those two i think are the most important for sure I always love talking to you guys, too. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for being a part of this project. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for having us. Bye-bye. Bye. We thank you all for tuning in to this episode of The Writer's Edge, and we hope you tune in next time. You can submit your own podcast to be featured on ours, and you can even submit your own stories about the Writing Center or any questions that you may have. If you'd like more information about the Writing Center itself, visit our website at nova.edu forward slash WCC. You can also reach out to us at WCC at nova.edu or 954-262-4644. Thank you again for tuning into the Writer's Edge, 
and we'll be back on your airwaves real soon. Mm-hmm.